was like our freshman year of high school and I just wanted to cry. <laughs> oh, did we, are we recording? Did we start? Is this officially it? Sorry. Welcome to 10 out of 10, the show where we talk about things that are 10 out of 10 things. This is 10 out of 10. I'm Joseph Maxwell, and joining me today is comedian Joe Briggs. How are you doing today, Joe? I'm doing okay. I have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you told me that you were going to be at about half half a speed less than you usually are. Um, but how, how is it feeling? How are you feeling? Honestly, I'm like just, I've been, I haven't left my apartment at all. So I'm like excited to talk to somebody, I think. So I actually feel pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I got it really mild. I got lucky. Like mm-hmm. I'm not like one of those people that's like, oh, don't take it seriously or whatever. But uh, yeah, I got lucky. It's a pretty mild case. So I can't complain. Nice. Yeah, I um, I've heard a lot of people get really tired with it. Um, I because Allie got it and she was real sick. I don't. I think I got it, but I didn't really. I didn't get tested or anything. But like my appetite has been weird for months now. Like I can't eat as much as I usually would. So. Yeah, that's been like the biggest weird symptom is I just ran. I like I was like my I started my mom about it and I was like it just feels like I got off a roller coaster randomly. Mm-hmm. Like I just like you that like weird nausea. Like I, don't, I haven't been sick at all. Like you're thrown up, but I just like feel nauseous and I'm like eh. yeah. Like it's so it's so weird how differently it affects people in you know different ways. Um, but yes, our topic today uh, we're going to be talking about Dimitri Martin person. But before we get into that. You know, I just want to talk about comedy a little bit. Um, so I was curious, like, how did you get into not specifically stand up comedy, but just like the concept of comedy? Like when you were a kid, was it movies or TV shows or like what was kind of your first exposure to comedy? Um, the first exposure, I th- honestly, like this is, I think, pretty hokey, but <laughs> Ace Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible place uh, to start. That was like the first time I remember seeing somebody funny and like impersonating it was Ace Ventura, yeah. which is like, the, it's not a great answer, but like, it, I don't know. Well, the, yeah, I mean, you got to start somewhere. Um, I, I, I never watched Ace Ventura as a kid, but like Allie really liked it. So going back and rewatching it, it, it does not hold up for me uh, because and honestly, like me as an adult, I'm like, eh, I don't really like it as an adult, but like as a kid, I was like, holy shit, this is, I don't know if people enjoy this. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean Jim Carrey is is pretty incredible. Yeah, uh, you can't you can't really go wrong go wrong with Jim Carrey. Yeah, but it's like it's like pretty much that movie, and then like from like fifth sixth grade onwards, I feel like me and my brother would just come home from school and watch Comedy Central, just like mm-hmm. whatever was on. Yeah. So it's like I, a lot of like stand up specials, like Comedy Central presents or Premium Blend or just the most random stuff, and that was that was probably it. Yeah, I remember when I was like in middle school, Comedy Central would show scrubs like every day right after school and that was like my go-to i'd run home turn on the tv eat some crackers and watch scrubs it was like i was having the, t- the time of my life i, I re-watched scrubs during like quarantine too yeah. that show, it, it holds up it's a really good show i want to watch it again as like because now i'm like closer to the age that i mean i'm like older than they are in that show because when i watched it i was in middle school i was like i don't really understand yeah. i mean i still thought it was hilarious but i feel like i'd get more out of it now you know because they're like they're figuring out their lives and stuff 
Like that's what I'm trying to do. So yeah, it is weird that we're like older than those people in the shows now, which is like really uncomfortable. Yeah, I hate <laughs> when that happens. It, it's yeah. like I I will never feel old. I don't want to be older than Zach Braff. It's it's unfortunate. And that Zach Braff's like one of those people where he's like getting old in real life, but he's got that like weird thing where he looks like an old young person. Yeah, you know what he, I mean, he doesn't look like an like a person in his forties. He looks like somebody in his 30s that's older than they should be it's weird yeah he looks like a kid who went through the big machine and like became old but is like a child trapped in the body of an old person yeah it's yeah he's got a weird look <laughs> did you ever watch garden state honestly i really liked that movie kind of <laughs> it had a lot of like, like plot holes and faults i think but it was a relatively enjoyable movie with a good soundtrack yep yep that was like i mean so much has changed since that came out, but when that came out, that was like one of my one of my favorites. And not when it came out, but when I watched it, whenever that was. Just like, because, you know, it was like an indie movie and I hadn't really seen yeah. indie movies before. And I'm pretty sure nobody listened to The Shins before that movie came out, unless you like <laughs> were their mom, the band's mom. Like unless one of your kids was in the band, you didn't listen to The Shins. And then that movie came out. If you were, if you were like a, a super hipster, I'm sure that you knew that, but it like... Music existed in such a different way back then. Like you just had to go buy CDs or listen on the radio. So it wasn't wasn't the same. So this this is like kind of a segue. It's like it's not a crime because I didn't commit a crime. But uh, when I was in college, <laughs> when I was in college, I you know like you're in, I don't know how college was for everybody else, but I was like pretty dumb in college and I drank a decent amount and mm -hmm. I. Uh, I was at a party one time and I stole a vinyl and it was like the shins. And I was like, oh, like I'm going to do something cool. And I stole it. I got all the way back to my apartment and then I just sat there and looked at it for like 15 minutes. Didn't play it. Just looked at it and was like, I got to return this. And then snuck back into the house that I just took it from and put it back. <laughs> it was the wow. weird, it's one of the weirdest experiences in my life. Yeah. And I've never bought that like vinyl. <laughs> That's so funny. You're in that, like, you're just, you're this close to breaking bad, but you don't do it. Like I got away with the crime too. That's the insane part. It's like I got away with it, and I was like, I can't do <laughs> I can't it. Do this. It's it's funny that that's how you would like. I mean, it's funny that you would even think to. Did you have a record player? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. It was that a normal thing when you were in college? I thought you went to college like not that long ago. Yeah, no, I. I mean, it wasn't a normal thing. I think it was pretty weird. Um, I graduated in like what 2015, so five years ago, yeah. six years ago now, I guess. But uh. I don't know. I, I I don't know a ton of people that had record players, but the ones that did, I was like, we're gonna be friends immediately. Mm -hmm. um, it was like that kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, we just um, Allie got me a record player for Christmas, and uh, it's super like cool. We have a bunch of cool ones. We like we have. She got a bunch of old ones, and then um, I also got "Give Up" by the Postal Service, which is like one of my favorite albums. Oh, you're talking <laughs> what? <laughs> like when you said I got a record player for uh, Christmas, I thought you were talking, and then you were like, Allie got one, and I thought you were just talking about record players, and I was like, how many record players do they have? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> one, record. one record player. Okay. <laughs> uh, several albums for one record player. I don't have multiple record players. That would be, that would not be... Fiscally responsible. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it wouldn't be the, that's not where I want my money to go. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, when I was in, like, high school... I, like the last year of high school i think i found my parents records mm -hmm. and i was just like wow like i didn't have a ton of money and i was like oh this is a bunch of like classic rock i can listen to yeah 
uh, without spending any money. So that's when I like got into it. And then when I went to college, I bought like a Crosley. I still have it. So like you can't make fun of them because it lasted forever. But wow, I think I bought it at the exchange for like $30 and it still works. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, my parents like also had a bunch of records and they sold all of them inexplicably, like all the good ones. So now all that's left, I like I, my dad still has a huge crate, but it's all like classical music and Grateful Dead. That's all it is. It's and it's it's so upsetting because I'm sure they I'm sure at some point my parents had like, you know, all the old the Beatles or like the who and all that cool yeah. stuff that like. And it's, it's such a bummer that they, they probably sold it for nothing. And those records are probably worth like hundreds of dollars at this point. Oh, yeah. And like when I found my parents, I was like, um, I was going through all the records and there was a bunch of like classic rock and like the Who, Beatles, T-Rex, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then like another side, there was like Olivia Newton-John and stuff. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my dad used to listen to some badass stuff. And my mom listened to like stuff I don't like. And then mm-hmm. I like talked to my mom and she's like, no, the cool records are mine. <laughs> Your dad <laughs> loves Olivia Newton-John though. <laughs> That's like, hilarious. Oh. <laughs> like bonded for a minute <laughs> yeah yeah well it's weird i mean it's weird what your parents can be into because you know i like knowing your adult you're knowing your parents as adults is such a different thing than knowing them as a kid yeah and it was it was i still like remember talking to my mom about it because it was weird how defensive she got too she was <laughs> just like I was like, oh, you guys, like, dad has the dark side of the moon. And she was like, no, I have the dark side of the moon. He didn't like that album. <laughs> Sweet. Well, yeah, you you know, breaking down gender barriers, gender roles, your preconceived notions about who's going to like Pink Floyd, you know. <laughs> I don't even think it was, I just, like, know what my mom listens to now. Mm. I've, like, never seen my mom listen to the dark side of the moon. <laughs> she listens to, like, 104.1. She listens to pop music now. So like when I and my dad will listen to 98.5 now. So I was just like, oh, it's definitely my dad's music. Inter- yeah. And, uh, just like her being like, no, when I was in high school, I was a badass. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's super cool. Well, we did get straight from the topic of comedy a little bit. So and it, no, no, it's all good. Um, but I do want to bring it back real quick because I know that you have performed in a number of different capacities, like sketch, improv and stand up. I'm wondering, like, which of those is your favorite and what are the, some of the distinctions that you find like performing those different types of comedy? Um, I I don't know if I like have a favorite really. Um, I like doing all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I like stand up because it's easy. It's not easy. It's, I, I didn't mean to say it like that. I mean, it's just <laughs> like easier to do it, I think, because yeah. you only have like all you need is you in normal times. Yep. Um, but the group aspect of doing like sketch and improv is a lot more fun too. And I think improv is the hardest because like hmm. I sometimes struggle to get like locked into that like group mindset sometimes. Yeah. And uh, people like there's people that do improv in Cleveland that just blow my mind with how good they are at getting like, like, I mean, you've seen a lot of the improv yeah. shows. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's something that I would be terrified to do, but I'm always impressed when I watch people do improv that's the that's that's like the best feeling too is when i'm like (laughs) i I don't know if it's the best feeling but when you're like there's a scene going on and you're on stage in a group and you're supposed to be doing it and you're like on the sidelines and you're watching (laughs) it happen you're like oh wow that's really good (laughs) like how do i contribute (laughs) i've had that happen a few times that's hilarious but you're still in the group you still get some of the credit for for yeah yeah, like the the runoff credit from yeah (laughs) yeah an amazing scene if you're in a good show you don't have to be good to be part of the good show 
Yeah, it's like being the last guy on the roster for like the team that wins the NBA finals. Yeah, you're going to be on the t-shirt when they print the whole roster, yeah. but you scored no points. Um, yeah, I, I think the I, I've always kind of wanted to do improv, but like I said, too scared. Um, but I like I, it's so it's so much more natural. I feel like because I've I've done like a tiny bit of sketch acting, and I can never I like writing sketches and writing stuff like that, but I can never like perform because I'm I'm too like I get I get in the I'm in the other part of my brain, not in like the conversational brain. I'm in like the recitation brain. Um, and like that is like I love having. I love thinking things through and having like a plan mm-hmm. and like with improv, it's like, you just do what you're feeling <laughs> yeah. and you don't have that. So if there's like a day where you're just not like in the moment, then it kind of sets you back. I don't know. Yeah. That's I've definitely, I think, well, I don't know. I've, I've seen some pretty bad stand up and sketch and improv, but I think improv <laughs> improv can go the most wrong. I think like there's, there's like the biggest opportunity for complete failure. You say that. I don't know. There's some, <laughs> Yeah, you've probably seen more than I have. I've seen some really bad stand-up, too. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. There was, like, a couple weeks ago, I saw somebody do stand-up, and he, like, had a joke where he didn't say the N- He was, like, didn't say the N-word, but he, like, stopped. And then he was, like, sorry, I didn't say it. I'm just a really good bleeper. But you all thought it, and we were just, like, nope, that's not it, dude. That's not, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there was, like, a table of people that just, like, walked out like he walked like two, two or three tables, and I was just like, "Oh man!" Wow. Have yeah. you ever done that? Have you ever? Have people ever walked out over your jokes? Um, no, I don't think I've ever like said something. I've had people like just get up and go during my set because it wasn't like engaging enough. But I don't think I've ever offended somebody to the point where they left. You know? Yeah, <laughs> people have walked out, but not because they're offended. Just like just bored. Just because they're bored. <laughs> 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 they need another drink. You know, the bathroom. Yeah, that's funny. Well, I did want to talk about so not specifically Dimitri Martin yet, but sp- stand up comedy like before you were performing, you know, you talked about Comedy Central. Do you do you remember any of the any of like the first exposure you had to stand up? Um, honestly, like one of the first was uh, <laughs> Dimitri Martin. I yeah. Hate to say it. No. Yeah. Um, and then and, uh, nobody's going to ever agree with this, but Dane Cook. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, everybody like he's like it's it's the weirdest phenomenon that he was like the biggest comedian in America for like four years, and now mm-hmm. everybody hates him. Well, yeah, like when I was a kid, like everybody in my school really liked Dane Cook, but I was like, I'm cool. I like other comedians. I don't like Dane Cook, and so I I never got into Dane Cook. I think just because I don't know. I I was like I don't know. I liked Brian Regan. I was like. Brian Regan so much, awesome. so much better than Dane Cook. And I had a, like, a, I don't know. I think I didn't like him because he was popular. I think that's why I didn't like him. Brian Regan was like the first person that like I saw, like I remember seeing him do like on TV, seeing mm-hmm. him do like, maybe it was like a premium blender. Maybe it was just one of his specials. Yeah. But he makes like a lot of faces and stuff. And I remember watching him and being like, oh, he's doing this to adults and they're cool with it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're on board and they're laughing. Like, <laughs> but I know. Dane Cook had like I'm pretty sure it was comedy. It was like his first Comedy Central thing ever, and it was just like you could tell it was his first time on TV because he just came in with like an insane amount of energy, like yeah. too much for stand up. And it was about public restrooms, and it was absurd. And I remember seeing that, and that was like something where I was like, "Wow, I don't think I could ever do that," but I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, and then I remember watching like a Kyle Kinane one too. Um, mm-hmm. I've liked him for like a long. I still like him a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah really it's. Good. I was always on the opposite side of like. I mean, I guess Brian Regan is is kind of high energy, but like I like I really liked Mitch Hedberg and Stephen Wright. Oh. Those were like my like. And and Dimitri Martin, that was like my middle school experience was very much influenced by like all that. Those guys. Yeah. I like it's so in some ways those guys were like Twitter before Twitter existed, which is like the comedy side of Twitter. But they don't like it still doesn't work on Twitter. It's so interesting. Yeah. And the whole like, is there is there I should probably know there's no like show that just does like you get five minutes of stand-up anymore right like kind of like premium blend or anything i haven't seen any no i've like the only stand-up i ever watch is like hours now like i don't yeah i, I haven't seen any half hours or anything like yeah, and I, I always like what is the formula netflix uses to d- decide who gets a special because like, <laughs> there's some people where i'm like i'm really surprised i don't have a special yet on netflix mm-hmm. and but then there's some people I've never heard of that they give specials to. And I'm like, wow, this person's really funny. And I've never heard of them. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I do not know. I think it, like maybe some there's some international aspect to it. Like those like a lot of people who are popular in other countries can yeah. get specials and stuff. I'm not sure, though. I don't know where they where they get that. It's well, it's, so, it's such a different stand up comedy in general has changed so much in the last 10 or 15 years because it used to be all like you know comedy central and stuff and now everything is i don't know if it's more it's more like if if it's been infected by the prestige television type of thing like it feels more yeah like i don't and, know and i feel like the peak used to be like getting on johnny carson and then mm-hmm. having like a hbo special yeah and now it's like if you can get on netflix it's like you're set it's yeah like definitely it's it will yeah tv is you know who you're talking about like watching tv it doesn't really exist anymore like I, I don't watch comedy central i have the comedy central app but like i don't you know s- sit and flip through channels anymore yeah me neither also <laughs> uh i just remember this like speaking of like things i used to watch on comedy central um nobody like nobody really agrees with this either but like old mad tv mm. like they used to show mad tv like reruns on comedy central after school when we yeah. were in high school and that show was like when it was in its prime, I, I would argue that it was maybe even better than like SNL was at the time. Yeah, I, I never I never watched Mad TV, but I know I mean, they had some great like he and Peel were on Mad TV. Yeah. I know they, they had some like great performers and, and writers, so I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Did you watch <laughs> SNL as like a kid? Um, my dad had like DVDs of <laughs> yeah. like old highlights, so we'd watch those, but we'd never like watch it live. I didn't know it was like still on air. Until yeah, I was like too old to know that. You know what I mean? Um, and then like when I found out it was still on air, I was like, I was like, wow, is there like just like three people left? I didn't realize they like rotated the cast, <laughs> but yeah, no, we didn't watch like a ton of SNL. I just like, I just remember watching Mad TV in the basement and we'd be like, me and my brother would be like, oh, like, okay, who's on for this episode? Cause it would just do reruns mm-hmm. and they'd do like the cast list at the beginning. And we, so we'd be like, oh, Will Sasso, it's going to be a good episode. Oh, Aries Spears. He's funny. It's going to be good. Like. Artie Lang's in this one. Okay, good. He's alive. <laughs> <laughs> I think Artie Lang is still alive. He's still going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he plays uh, Santa, the the fake Santa in Elf, which is always fun to point out to people. I always forget about that too. Yeah, like every time I watch that movie, I forget that he's in it. Yeah, well, he's wearing a Santa suit, so you can't really like you can't really identify him by sight. 
but, but as soon as you hear the voice, you're like, oh, sorry, Wayne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry. Have you ever have you seen Crashing? Uh, is that Pete the Pete Holmes show? Yeah. Yeah, I think my favorite episode was the last episode with Mulaney. <laughs> I I think I watched maybe the first two seasons. Are there three seasons? I think there's three, two or three seasons. Yeah, I don't think I ever ended up finishing it. I was like, I was really into Pete Holmes's podcast for a while, like in college, especially. Same. Like, I never really like his, his stand up was like, I kind of liked it, but I never got into it as much as like a lot of the people we had on the show, you know, like Mulaney and or Mike, Bibig- Mike Birbiglia, like those. I love that in terms of stand up, but I, I never Same. really like watched Pete Holmes's stand up that much. I am. Um, it's like pretty good. It's like very silly. He's like a silly person. Yeah. Um, But I just like remember like I, I watched like that show and just <laughs> I know it's a TV show, but like as far as becoming like a comic that makes money and stuff it just happens so absurdly fast i don't think it happened like that in real life form no no it's like i think like the first or second episode he's like crashing on sarah silverman's couch yeah (laughs) yeah well that could if you moved to new york you know that could happen you never know i'm pretty sure sarah silverman lives in la (laughs) well you could i don't i don't know i don't know how comedy works i i don't either that's the problem yeah No one. Well, maybe some people do, but I don't know. I feel like now the traditional method of becoming a stand-up comedian doesn't, you know, everyone's just getting famous on TikTok and stuff. Like that's like the main way to become, you know, someone who makes money off of this stuff. Yeah, it's um, it's like seems crazy to me. It's like there's not a lot of people that are just known for doing stand-up anymore. Yeah. It seems like a lot of the people you see like headlining clubs and stuff, they either like are on a TV show and that's mm-hmm. the, and they're like, they're a stand up, but they're on a TV show. So they get like the bigger recognition. Oh, sorry. <laughs> or, uh, or yeah, or they're on like TikTok or something or Instagram and yeah. they're viral. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't know. But even, I mean, or like they have a podcast or something like even like, like when I think of people who are, I mean, I guess still like John Mulaney is, that's really what he does. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel like Mulaney is the last one that was, like, just comedy. He yeah, did, he, like, he, SNL, but he wasn't, like, camera side. Yeah, he he's, like, as, about as pure of a stand-up, I think, as you can get in this day and age. Sam Sam Morrill, I feel like he's done hilarious, too, and he doesn't really do much besides stand-up. Hmm. I think he has a podcast, but that's it. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know who that is. He, um, I think he's a younger guy. Maybe he's, like, my age, actually, but he's really funny. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, he like put out two specials on YouTube for free, so you can like just go watch them. Nice. And they have like, I think he actually made money. He got like millions of views on them, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's one of the cool things about like YouTube. You can make money. I mean, you have to get a lot of views and stuff, but yeah, it's yeah, it's not that hard. I know, like, um, yeah, I mean, making money is a whole other aspect of comedy, like. I don't know anyone though that's like I got into this for the cash, baby. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, <laughs> yeah, you have to. I mean, you have to slog through quite a bit if you're gonna end up making money at it. Like it's it's honestly weird how many shows I've done where like when we get paid afterwards, if we get paid, like mm-hmm. somebody will give you money and you're like, oh sweet, we're getting paid for this. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, if you did that for your normal job. It's like the worst <laughs> business plan. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. I am. Yeah, it's so funny. Like when I get my 
paycheck from work, I'm like, okay. But if I get like $10 for doing a show, I'm like, this is the most money I've ever had in my life. I can buy three drinks with this. Can you imagine going into the office for like a day or whatever? And then when they pay you, you're like, oh, you didn't, we're getting paid for this. (laughs) I just love computers and stuff. I just, yeah, I love, I love being on the computer. I just love uh, spreadsheets, you know? I love the back problems I have from the office chair. Oh, it's great. Like, Uh, so bad. Yeah. It's, I mean, but yeah, like you, I presumably you don't do it for the money. Who told you that? because they're they're a liar <laughs> Dude, that's how that's how you sustain yourself is the that's uh that's how i put bread on the table i put all of my job money in savings and then comedy pays the bills maybe <laughs> that would be a dream to have i mean even to be able to scrape by doing only something creative would be a dream come maybe true a, i think that's the first time i got paid maybe to do comedy was mike polk's show Mm-hmm. like michael bush got me on to do a character bit mm-hmm. as before he'd had like a show so it was polk show mm-hmm. i think i went i did this character bit and then afterwards like they gave me 20 dollars, and i was like sweet 20 or 15 dollars. it was like 15 bucks yeah and i was like i made 15 dollars, and then i paid 20 dollars for parking because it was an <laughs> indians playoff game that night <laughs> i spent like 12 dollars at the bar to celebrate because I got like two or three beers. <laughs> so I was like, funny. I just did comedy and got paid. And I like ended up losing like $30. <laughs> Net loss. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's still the experience. You, you could still say you're a professional at that point, which is which is exciting. Just, just not a fiscally responsible one, but I no. am a professional. Yeah. yeah. it's There's this one um, at um, Case. Uh, there's a like venue called the jolly scholar have you ever been there oh yeah i think we did a did you do the improv show there I, yeah it was like i think i've done improv there yeah it is or i the... went to a show there no i did it i did it yeah. <laughs> i don't know why you would have gone to a show there <laughs> well i like but... hanging out with like before, you know when that's you true. still could i like to go into comedy shows if, even if i wasn't on it just because i like hanging out with those people that's true but like i it's 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 a call. It's like literally a brewery that's inside of a college student center, and it is not designed in any way for any type of performance. And it's the most ridiculous place. Like, and for some reason, I got booked to play music there like one night. And there's no stage. There's just a set of stairs, and that yeah. there's a door right behind it. And people always try to come through the door. It's it's terrible. Uh, it was one of the weirdest and stupidest experiences of my like music playing life. Like everybody's there. There's not that there's like 10 people there and they're not paying attention, but I got 50 bucks for it. And it was like one of the most lucrative gigs I ever had. It's so funny how that like, why did they pay me? I don't know. I just remember too that like like when you're on that stage, like there's very obviously a performance going on. Yeah. <laughs> And people like pull the doors and then look at you like, is this door broken? <laughs> just like, there's, there's, how do you not like, like you're a college kid, figure it's, it out. It's <laughs> like you got in a case and you can't figure out that the doors are locked because we're trying to do something here. It's <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> they don't, they don't understand. They, you know, they got the book smarts, but not the street smarts. I don't even know if that's like street smarts. That's just like having eyes. <laughs> period <laughs> having ice period i mean you know that's the name of my new that's the name of my new uh like indie band having ice period 
Yeah. <laughs> People are going to think that you're going to be bleeding from your eyes. It's disgusting. I don't like so, it. Oh, oh, no, I didn't mean it like that. I just meant like it would always be stylized with a period after it. Oh, oh, okay. I yeah. got you. I got you. Yeah. I thought you meant having eyes, period. But you mean having eyes and then just a having period. eyes full stop. Full stop. <laughs> like a like a telegram. Like a yeah. Which which if record players came back, invest in the telegram now. <laughs> that would be I've always wanted to communicate via a telegram where somebody has to read it out loud and say stop. I think it's amazing. Like why why don't we do that anymore? I don't I don't <laughs> like just why did that start though? I don't know yeah why they had the word stop <laughs> instead of just like reading a sentence <laughs> I, it's I don't so know. funny to me too because i'm sure like the first time they got one like the guy read it like a normal sentence mm-hmm. it was like your wife says she has company over things are going swimmingly and he's like and like the person hearing it was like wait a minute is this all <laughs> one sentence <laughs> i need a clear indication that a sentence has ended <laughs> yeah <laughs> I do not know why telegrams exist the way they do. That could be another episode. I'm going to go down a rabbit hole and figure out Just telegrams, antiquated communication methods. Um, but that's not for this episode. What we're talking about <laughs> this week is uh, Dimitri Martin person from 2007. And we'll jump into that right after this break. I don't I do not like orange Gatorade. It's the I don't know why when I'm sick I just want orange Gatorade at room hmm. temperature. It <laughs> sounds so gross. <laughs> it's it is. It's awful. But and I can't I can't smell it anymore. I, I don't think I can. Oh no. Yeah. My, my schnoz is broke. I thought I was like I got the biggest nose in the world and I thought it would be able to handle this. No. No, the size is not the size of the nose. It's not about the size. Size doesn't matter. Well, it should when it comes to smelling. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess you got more room for the smell particles. I don't know. And we're back talking to Joe Briggs about Dimitri Martin person. So I'm just going to hand it off to you, Joe, and ask, why do you love Dimitri Martin person from 2007? What goes in between, actually, hey, like real quick, what goes in between the breaks is like a MeUndies commercial or something? <laughs> it's a it's an <laughs> ad. Um, right now, there's an ad for Anchor, which is the uh, oh, like yeah. platform that I'm using. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. Okay, sorry. I don't mean it. <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> um, yeah, Demetri, I so I, I think it was like junior year, maybe even sophomore, sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. Whenever that came out, maybe freshman year. Two thousand seven is when it came out. Oh, so. so it was my freshman year. Okay, because I remember like seeing the commercial for it and being mm-hmm. like, "This looks pretty good." Yeah. And then missing the premiere and mm-hmm. being like, "Shit, I missed it." But then they just like kept airing it because that's what Comedy Central does. Yeah. Um, and I just thought it was like he's like the first person I ever saw do stand up where I was like, "I want to do that," and I think I could do that. Wow. Um, and then I would, I went through like a phase where I just labeled everything because that was like his <laughs> thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 
I cannot tell you how much Dimitri Martin influenced my whole way of thinking. Like everything from middle school on, I was like, I tried to think like him. Like, I mean, that, that's still how I think like today. Yeah, that uh, the one joke, the joke that sticks out still to me is there was one that was like, there's the joke everybody like. Every, the, I feel like the joke everybody references from that special is the cactus one. Uh, um, where I not remember that one. He says, I think I'm going to mess it up a little bit, but the joke, the rough draft of it is um, the other day I bought a, like I bought a cactus or something and then the cactus died, uh, which means I'm less nurturing than a desert. <laughs> is that from person? Like, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure it's from person. I think he, he had it before person too, but I'm pretty sure it was on person. Okay. Um, <laughs> and that was like, that's just a great joke. But the one that like kills me every time is... I think he's playing guitar when he says it. And he's like, the other day, somebody came up to me. They waved and came up to me and said, sorry, I thought you were someone else. And I said, I am. (laughs) Yeah, I love that joke so much. And that that was like that joke. Like, I don't know, that like turned a key in my head. And I was just like, oh, this is like a pretty sick gig. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he does. If you haven't seen Dimitri Martin person, he does so many interesting things on it. Like he plays guitar for no real reason, plays piano, has a big like pad of of paper like he does some really interesting things with the form of stand-up comedy but it's interesting to me because like i never really knew traditional stand-up comedy dimitri martin's like that was like the first comedy i really watched so like it didn't feel like a break of form it just felt like this is normal um did, yeah. i don't know what, what was your experience like seeing like kind of that weird stuff like i'd seen like you know like all the like other stuff that they were putting on Comedy Central at the time. I've seen Cat mm-hmm. Williams. It's pimping, pimping too many times, <laughs> and uh, and I don't know. Yeah, that one just like felt different. I, I just like remember being like, "Oh, I've never seen anything like this before." And like the playing the guitar with all doing one liners and stuff. It was just really cool. Yeah, I love that. Like and like the chart, like that he used like the flip chart. Yeah, like yeah. it's kind of gimmicky, but it works. It it so, totally like, works. It it like yeah. it's genius. I think. I usually if a comedian has a guitar, I'm not going to be happy about it. Like it's not going to be something I'm excited about. But the way he does it, like he's just playing guitar for no real reason, which is, I think, perfect. Like, I I don't know. He probably ended up doing that because otherwise he'd just be saying like one liners and he wanted to make it more interesting. I don't know. But it works. It works. I think the and the closest I've seen anyone do to that is like there's a Zach Galifianakis special on Netflix called like Zach Galifianakis Live at the Purple Onion, mm. and he I didn't know he could like really play piano like piano really well. Yeah, and he does the same thing where he just plays like beautiful piano and does like absurd <laughs> one liners. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good format. Like it, it it's works. a great format. I like it. Um, I think. Well, I hadn't watched this special um, for. I don't know. I like I watched it in middle school and I hadn't watched it since then. Um, and there's there's definitely some parts that are it's interesting. There's some parts that I think are dated for sure because it was 2007, you know, different time for comedy. Great year, though. <laughs> Great. <year. laughs> what happened in 2007? Nothing that happened this year. And that's all that matters. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that's true. Everything is great through this. The lens. economy was bad, but you could go outside. <laughs> <laughs> the economy was bad, but you could go outside. Yeah, yeah, so, no, it's true. It's made of a motto. <laughs> yeah, um, but but like some stuff is dated, but but the stuff that's good is still so good. Like it's you know hasn't hasn't it's because I, I can't say that it's timeless. This the whole special, but some of the jokes are definitely timeless. 
Like, yeah, and he, I feel like that was like a really good because he was on the Daily Show for a minute too. He was yeah. like his title was the senior youth correspondent, which I think is just the funniest <laughs> title for a person. It's it really funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. That was just like a really like nice change of pace for a comedy mm. special. Yeah. Um, not that I was like super huge in a comedy yet at that point, but even still looking back, I've, it sticks out. Yeah. I think one, one of my favorite jokes that I still like think about every time I hear somebody say something like this, but it's the joke where he's, he's like in a dressing room and woman says, if you need anything, I'm Jill. And he says, wow, I never met anyone with a conditional identity before. Like who are, who are you if I don't need anything? Oh, it's yeah. Like <laughs> it's and it's like every time somebody says if you like if you need anything I'm blah 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 or like you know whatever it is like I I think about that constantly. That's like how I think. That's like yeah, that was like just those jokes like, like exactly what you're saying where you're like oh I've never looked like the first time you see it, you're like I've never looked at it like that. That's awesome. Yeah, but it's funny because like I hadn't even. I was still figuring out how to look at the world in general. So that was like my baseline of like I every I was just so contrarian as a kid. And I was just like uh, constantly thinking stuff like that. I feel like uh, my personality before, like I started getting into like that comedy type stuff was pretty much just like Led Zeppelin's the greatest band. <laughs> like, that was who I was <laughs> as a person. <laughs> Until I saw Dimitri Martin person. <laughs> oh man, I'm so bummed that you saw Dimitri Martin person because I want to meet the Led Zeppelin fan Joe. Who has no it would have other... just been like a bunch of black 70s band tees and acid wash jeans. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> and you'd you'd be like, you know, you'd be like, the strokes are a really good new band. And I'd be like, not as good as Zeppelin though. That'd be like my <laughs> comeback. <laughs> you can say that about anything anybody ever says. No, I don't even like Zeppelin that much anymore. I just really went through a phase. <laughs> That's so funny. I like I I had a huge Zeppelin was a huge blind spot for me. Never never got into Led Zeppelin. I think the the most I was exposed to it was like through Wayne's World and School of Rock. That's like oh, I, nice. but I wasn't exposed to like actual Led Zeppelin at any point. I only was aware of their existence. Yeah, I think I got I got like one CD uh I think we, my family, like for Christmas, we used to go to, this is not related to Dimitri Martin at all. <laughs> we used to go to Tower City every Christmas just to mm -hmm. like celebrate for some reason. Yeah. And we went nice. to FYE and my parents were like, you, well, you, you like you and your brother can each pick one CD. And <laughs> nice. I like went up to my dad. I was like, I don't know what music to get. And he was just like, that's a pretty good CD. And it was just like happened to be right next to us. And it was Led Zeppelin 4. Nice. And that just set off like it. I was like, I, I, cause I like remember being there and I was like, man, if he wouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I could be listening to like fish or something right now. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Yeah, for me that was like when I was I think in sixth grade. Uh, my mom was like, "It's time that you listen to the Beatles," and so she bought me like three Beatles CDs, and then I was that was it for me. Like I'm I was done. That you know that yeah my my life was in motion from that point. But back to Dimitri Martin. One of the things that I found really really funny was like the applause breaks there were like applause breaks for really th things that i don't think would have applause breaks today just just because you know this was the first time that people were like no one had done anything like this before so at this point it feels almost stale but like there was one joke where it was it was about hummer owners 
There's just that's such a two that that's such a 2007 oh, yeah. joke. Like there was, you know, the joke about Hummer owners. How it was just the joke was basically Hummer owners are douchebags, and there was an applause break, and I was like, eh, they they liked that in 2007. <laughs> if you did that, like I feel like if you did something like that today, people would just be like, "What's a Hummer?" Like, <laughs> yeah. Kids would legitimately be like, "What is that?" <laughs> yeah, it, Hummers do not exist in the cultural consciousness anymore. Like no one cares about Hummers anymore. What happened to Hummers? I think they have like electric Hummers now. Do they really? I think they do. I what an about face for the hum, Hummer company. <laughs> yeah, they really turned themselves around. They took it to heart. All the, all the, all the. I mean, it must have been the special. That was when they they were like, we need to re like re envision ourselves. <laughs> I just like I I've never like even as a kid I never looked at the Hummers and was like that's who I am as a person. Like <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> yeah, I there was one kid in my school who was like super rich and his family had a Hummer. I remember seeing it one time and being like, wow, that's a big car. That was it. That was that was the extent of my impression of a, a Hummer. I didn't really know much else about it. Yeah, I've actually, yeah, I have, we had it. There's a kid I played soccer with in high school that had a Hummer. He had a like, Hummer? He or had his, it because it was like a hand-me-down. And that oh. was his like, car. Oh, geez. Like, not by choice, but like I rode in it a couple of times. And like, I remember one time I had to lay down, like I was in it in the back seat. Because <laughs> uh, we had a soccer game that was like very in- intense, mm-hmm. and I, d- I didn't drink enough water, and I got dehydrated, and I was like passing out. Oh no! And I was like in the back of this Hummer, just like dying, <laughs> and they're trying to drive me home from Swenson's because I was like passing out in the parking lot after the game. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an amazing experience. It's pretty it's, awful. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's what Hummers are designed for, though, right? Those like you know w- war situations when you you just. You know, what is that called when you like an EVAC? Like the EVAC, or we got a, I don't know. I don't know anything about the military. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I. Uh, what, what do they say in the military? I don't even know. We got to like, search and rescue this kid. Like, I don't even know what that means. That's, that's, that sounds, I think that's like, <laughs> that just makes me think of like animals. But that's probably, <laughs> they probably say search and rescue when it's not about dogs, right? Yeah. Sounds like the Coast Guard. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like when I was like, all right, there was a kid and nobody's seen him in like 15 minutes. <laughs> and he, there's a lot of stuff he could have gotten into. That's like a search and rescue. Yeah, 15 minutes is, is not that long. It's not that long for like an adult, but I feel like if there's a kid that's missing for 15 minutes, that's like press the panic button. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because then you get into those like PSAs that are like every minute counts. Like <laughs> Every minute counts? Is that about missing kids? I don't know, but it's, it feels like it is, but I don't know. Well, that's true. I mean, yeah, every minute counts when you're missing kids. Um, I had a couple of other notes of the jokes that I enjoyed. Um, things that like the <laughs> some of the stuff is dated, but um, like the the one about baby blood when he's like when he's talking about a glass being half empty or half full. And he's oh, like, well, it yeah. depends on the. It depends on what it's full of. If it's full of baby blood, that could be good or bad. And th- like that, that little stuff like that. That's like how I think about every idiom I ever hear. I'm like trying to dissect it and and analyze and like do weird stuff like that. Um, and that's when he's doing like the the flipboard too, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. He's got like yeah, a little. I mean, crazy. his his drawings are so funny. He's got so many good like little drawings. He so. He was like, he was like, obviously like a huge, like I loved him. Mm-hmm. And uh, when, so like when I was in college was the first time I had like the chance to go see him. And I think he was coming to the Playhouse Square. Mm-hmm. 
And so I bought tickets and I, I went to school in Dayton and it was like in 2011, maybe. Mm-hmm. And so like, he was pretty big at this point. Like personal was still out. Like he was pretty, I mean, he was doing playoff square. So it was yeah. Big. Yeah. It was pretty big. And, um, I had the tickets and it was like at a drive from Dayton to Cleveland. And it was like a weekend where we had like a historically large snowstorm. <laughs> so I drove like 20 minutes north and then was like, literally screw this and drove back. Cause my, mm-hmm. my parents called and we're like, we're not like, if you die, we're going to be pretty upset about it. Yeah. And so I got back and it was like, <laughs> like playhouse, like when it were fun part of my money. <laughs> it was oh, like, awful. <laughs> and uh, so I didn't like out of spite, like didn't see him the next time he was in town even though it had nothing to do with him and uh and so like i think his i think he actually missed the show too so it was like a refund mm. there was a refund but it was like the tickets were like 50 dollars mm-hmm. and there was like 15 dollars of like fees yeah you didn't get the fees back stupid for like fees. a college kid i was like that's my 15 dollars <laughs> yeah yeah that sucks yeah, but then I saw him like last. I think it was last year, like right relatively soon before COVID. I saw him at the Agora. Oh, really? It was amazing. He was amazing. Wow. Yeah, Ugh. and uh, he did crowd work, which is something I would have. He like didn't strike me as somebody that would do crowd work. Yeah, I'd never heard of and, him doing uh, that before. Yeah, he did it, and he like murdered too. Like I was like, <laughs> honestly, I was shocked by how good he was at crowd work. Wow, I I am on. I'm partially shocked by that, but also not just because I like. I, I he will never cease to amaze me. Like, have you have you ever seen uh, if I it's his like it's not it's not really a comedy special. It was on like the BBC. It's this weird like it's it's like a 48 minute long TED talk kind of. But also it's kind oh, of comedy parts of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's on it's on YouTube. I was just watching it just because I was like in a Dimitri Martin like after watching person. I was like, I'm going to watch more <laughs> Dimitri Martin. And it's just like he is a uh, ridiculous human being. Like he is so smart and so uh, like obsessively analytical. So like I feel like he can figure out a formula for crowd work that would you know kill every time. Like I yeah. feel like he has that somehow like mathed out. Like he has an equation for like yeah. doing crowd work or something. I don't even know. Yeah, like even like there are different styles of comedy, but I feel like he is like that Jerry Seinfeld style of like. <laughs> All right, there's a formula, mm-hmm. like and like I need this, this, and this to make a joke work, and like it's like very like laid out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And because uh, I've like read interviews with him, I think there's one interview specifically where he talks about that cactus joke, mm-hmm. and he had that like he sat on that for like months. Wow. Like as a premise before he finally like was like okay, like I got a good. <laughs> punchline now but he like he's like the premise is funny the fact that i killed a cactus but he couldn't figure out why and then when he got it he was like i got it yeah and i was just like that's crazy (laughs) he's he's very impressive if you haven't seen if i i definitely recommend um checking that out it's it's, i think i've seen parts of it but i will watch it again yeah you can watch the whole thing yeah it's and he had like a newer special on netflix too that was really good i can't remember the name of it yeah, I have like not kept up with him as much, but he's still like, you know, maybe my favorite comedian. I don't know. John Mulaney's I think is my all time favorite, yeah. but like uh, that's a great. I love John Mulaney too. He's like actually might be my. I mean, I don't know if he's number one, but he's like in the top three for sure. Yeah, John Mulaney's definitely in the top three for me. Um, he's yeah, he's great. But Dimitri Martin's like 
still like I, I think I still like I think I like in 2008 I liked him on Facebook and I still get like stuff that he posts which is <laughs> so funny like um he's you know he's still doing funny stuff I think it's just his comedy isn't as like timely I don't know if like I feel like there's more stuff going on right now in the world I don't know but it's still hilarious it's still really funny yeah I feel, I, and I hate to use like this word phrase but like I feel like he was like a little bit more of a fad comic. Mm-hmm. like yeah. I think he's always like I think he's still very good and I like him a lot but like as far as like being hugely popular with like the public I feel like it was like one of those like bell curve situations he's not like one of those guys that just like went like this or yeah keep going up but. yeah I, th- I think that's true I don't think he has um I feel like he it feels like he kind of peaked in a way because he was so good like you can't really like you he can keep playing that same formula but I don't know um he was so good I don't think he can top what he's done but I you know I if like 10 years from now he comes out with a new special that's like insane I would not be surprised because he's like I'm sure he's right now working on some weird skill that's gonna revolutionize comedy in some weird way I feel like something that got pretty big with comedy too was the whole like I think like a lot of more successful comics now get really into like the excuse me being like open and honest and like telling stories and like life experiences and he doesn't like really fit into that but that doesn't mean he's bad like i still love nature martin yeah Um, but it seems like like that did kind of take a turn yeah there well yeah i guess when you think about it like that there aren't i can't really think of any one-liner comics anymore like that are currently popular like i feel like most of the comedy is storytelling in some in some aspect yeah as far as like people that are just like massive yeah 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 and i mean i feel like all the like people who do one-liner type things are just on twitter it's you know that's like the like you don't see that in stand-up in the same way i had somebody like ask me that this past week uh (laughs) they were like hey how come you don't have a twitter as like somebody i'm friends i'm friends with and she was like why don't you have a twitter and i was like i just don't i feel like i'd waste too much time on it (laughs) like i already waste too much time on instagram i don't want to double it yeah and, uh, yeah you you i because i i've thought about asking you the same thing uh but yeah i i would i want you to get a twitter just because i want to see what you tweet but it's not good for your mental health it's it wouldn't be wouldn't fa- be good I, I, neither is fa- like the only reason i have a facebook is when i started like actually getting booked on comedy shows mm-hmm. i had to like reactivate my facebook so yeah ca- like because that's how you book is you message people on facebook yep was significantly happier when i didn't have facebook <laughs> yeah it, it adds nothing like i i'm still on social media but it's just for like promoting stuff and like sharing stuff but i hate I just like it's not yeah. not worth it and it just every day it's just like every day you log in and it's like somebody's like even though you, nobody asked for it here's my thought on the vaccines <laughs> 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 or the president or this or that or there's there's a lot there's a lot on there um like i remember do you remember like when facebook was like truly like super harmless when we were in like yes like high school when we were in high school it was like no parents were on it yeah yeah it was that's so funny to think about because now it's such a boomer thing like it's such a like 50 60 year old people thing but back in the day it was like all middle schoolers and high schoolers like in college kids it was it's extremely embarrassing to go back and look at like my old facebook stuff (laughs) like it's the worst but sometimes like sometimes there's things that i think are like legitimately like 
like incredible time capsules like um there was this post the other day from like i don't know 11 years ago of me just posting on my friend's wall hey do you want to go to the movies like tonight we could see seven pounds or benjamin button like what call call my call my mom's home phone to like (laughs) it's just so funny that uh that's how i used to communicate with people was like talking on facebook uh yeah doesn't exist anymore (laughs) i think that's the only thing i did right when i was younger is i didn't really post a bunch on facebook yeah i i posted too many things too many embarrassing things i think i deleted most of the bad stuff but like my friends in high school took an absurd amount of pictures so i have like too many embarrassing photos Mm -hmm. but as far as post scale i'm like kind of in the clear pretty good (laughs) yeah that's that's good uh it's uh it's not not great i don't know i just like miss like when the the most like racy thing you would say on facebook would be like oh mark mark is in a relationship with ann and it's complicated and you'd be like (laughs) oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was very dramatic very uh you know controversial yeah that was like the peak of facebook drama and now it's like that's like down here and it's like your aunt and your uncle arguing about vaccines <laughs> yeah it's it's not the it's not the same yeah unfortunately um bring back myspace that's that's my goal for 2021 <laughs> yeah i have been taught i feel Leave like your parents on facebook everyone get on myspace again <laughs> we need something we need some alternative but the, the problem with social media is when you need you need people to be on there and if no one's on there then no one's going to be on there but you can't get people on there until there are people on there it's like you know the so it's you need some some form of happening to make it happen it's just like weird how much it's changed mm-hmm. like i don't know just like I, I remember like like seeing all these for the first time and just being like like you did you have a myspace when you like originally could have a myspace i did have a myspace yes and you could set like your top five friends yeah <laughs> and just yeah. whoever was like number six hated you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i don't i i don't think i had five friends at the time like i didn't have enough friends so it was but like the person that was mad about it was never it was like never anyone you were actually like close friends with yeah <laughs> be like some kid from school that you hung out with one time because your mom made you <laughs> very upset about i mean it's a pretty big slight to not be in your top friends yeah and they'd be like how come i'm not in your top five and then you'd be like i'm not in yours and they're like well it's because i'm not in yours and you'd be like <laughs> <laughs> i wonder who was in dimitri martin's top five who do you think uh, as far as people <laughs> yeah his ex-wife. <laughs> His wife. I, don't know. <laughs> I was just trying Does to tie it back. <laughs> tie it back to Dimitri. Yeah. I would say, it, I think it's just him five times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's very internal, very internal yeah. person. He doesn't strike me as someone that would even have social media. Yeah. Well, I think actually now I kind of want to look at Facebook because I definitely see his stuff pop up on Facebook, but I think it. I don't think it's like. Because I, th- I think he has a Twitter because he kind of just does like one line jokes. Yeah, I think he does. Um, but everything else, I don't think he. Uh... Yeah, I think like most of his Facebook is just like drawings and stuff. Yeah, his Instagram is the same. It's just drawings. Yeah. Which is cool. It's good stuff. Like it's still yeah. it's still good. It's better than anything I'm going to post ever. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. It's it's still it's yeah, it's still funny, but it does feel like like the same not the same joke but like the same formula type 
like what you're saying yeah still good though <laughs> i hope that he like if he ever comes back to cleveland again if this pandemic ever ends and he comes back i hope that he i hope that anyone listening goes and sees him because he was delightful yeah i definitely i'll make more of an effort uh next time to to go and see him for sure he was like one of those like i don't know if you've ever like when you're growing up like bands or Mm-hmm. Or comics or whatever like any t- type of live performance that you're like you're really into growing growing up and then when you're an adult and you have the means to see them you like don't for some reason yeah you always should yeah yeah that's um, that, i i think i had that experience when like i knew he was coming to cleveland i was like i used to really like dimitri martin but like i don't know i don't want to go see him but i, I should have just like gone and because it would have been worth it for sure he was like one of my I mean, I'm not. I don't even do comedy, but he's like one of my comedy heroes. I've seen you do comedy. <laughs> I I don't do comedy comedy. I do... I've seen you do it though. What have I, I done? Guess. What comedy has I have you I did done? a sketch show at uh, Happy Dog? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. But that's not. I guess. I guess technically, I've done comedy. Ugh. I don't. Wow. This is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> you broke the sketch. <laughs> embarrassing that I've done comedy. You were like, that's not, that's not. And you're like, well, it was a sketch and I did write it and we did do it. And I did perform it. Yeah. It. <laughs> I did host the show and stuff, but it doesn't count. <laughs> All right. Real quick. Okay. So I have um, a few um, tangent type things, rapid fire answers um, that we're going to go through here. I want to see how, how you do. Um, rank your top five comedians. All time. All time. I in no particular order. No uh, particular order. John Mulaney, Kyle Kinane, Gary Gallman, Dimitri Martin, Mike Rabiglia. All right. No, yeah, that's that's all correct. Good job. That's all <laughs> <laughs> you <did. laughs> like, I love how it's like a it's a it's a it's a quiz. It's a total like personal like question. And you're like, <laughs> show me on the big board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. If you could have dinner with one comedian, who would it be? Kyle Kinane. All right. Nice. I just feel like he'd be fun to hang out with. I don't know. We, yeah. I I don't I haven't listened to much of Kyle Kinane's comedy. I think I've heard a little bit of it. Yeah. But he's he seems like a chill guy. Um what is your ideal room to perform comedy? Like if you could perform anywhere, where would you want to perform? Oh, if if like hypothetically anywhere, hilarious, hilarious. Like the main room at hilarious. Yeah, I <laughs> never really done it, and I just I'd, like literally a dream. Yeah, that stage looks amazing. That room's that, like magic. That seems I, that seems so achievable for you, Joe. I like I would be surprised if that never happened at some I point. Don't you, and I'm not gonna wood, but we'll <laughs> see. But <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I guess I guess it depends. But yeah. that's that seems achievable. I think you can get there. Yeah. It's either that or the Apollo baby. <laughs> that's what I thought you were gonna say. So that's what I was looking for. But <laughs> I always joke about the Apollo. No, I, I mean hilarities. There's like you've seen a show there before, right? Yeah, yeah. That room is just like yeah. It's something a, about it, man. It's it's pretty great. Um, I saw Mike Birbiglia there, which was very exciting. Like I was sitting really close, like embarrassingly close. I was too close, close enough that he like looked at me and i was like ah, i don't want you to look at me <laughs> <laughs> but it was still like you know super fun yeah uh, I, I, I don't know if we like i was i saw him there also 
Mm-hmm. And we were like in the way, way, way back because my friend like got rear-ended. Oh, right really? Before. So oh, like man. we didn't know if he was gonna make it. And we waited for him and he made it, but mm. like we were like some of the last people in. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was a pretty good show though. Yeah, right. it was fun. All right. Um, well, those are my rapid fires, but. Uh... <laughs> well, I thought it was rapid fire too, and I just kept talking. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I it doesn't it does not matter at all. This podcast has no rules, no rules, baby. Um, anything, anything else, any closing thoughts on Dimitri Martin though? Like any, anything you want to, yeah. If you can see him live, like 110% go. Yeah. Um, cause I don't know why I like hesitated and it was one of the best like comedy shows I've seen live. I'll have to, yeah, I'll have to go. He's good at what he does. Undeniable, undeniably good at what he does. Um, and then just two last things. Are there any other 10 out of 10 things that come to mind when I'd say like 10 out of 10, like movies or albums or books or, or anything like that. Um, 10 out of 10 things. The two things for this year that I've like, I've been super into is I think you should leave like Tim with Tim Robinson, that sketch yeah. show. Yeah. And then um, uh, parquet courts. Mm-hmm. I've been nice. just like obsessed with that band this year. Yeah. If you don't know the, that, <laughs> cause I, <laughs> It's spelled like weird. It's spelled P A R Q U E T. Am I pronouncing it right? Because that'd be you know, no, you are, you are, oh, but okay. I, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's like a French word or something. It's like because yeah. it, but it's spelled like parquet, parquet, kind of. That's because I never knew how to pronounce it. Oh, and uh, the movie, the movie Palm Springs. Like I feel like not enough people talked about that movie, and it was amazing. Yeah, I was like I, really impressed by that movie. I loved Palm Springs, like that, and it's. I mean, to me, that was like, that's all I want in a movie. Like, it, you know, it did yeah. exactly what I wanted it to do. I think, I mean, movies, especially when they come out on streaming and stuff and like during quarantine, like, I don't think, I feel like they don't have as much, they're not in the conversation as much as they would be. If no, there was not like, at all. It's, and it's too bad. Yeah. And I, it was just like, ref- I don't know. It was like refreshing. I've seen like that trope played out of like, oh, it's Groundhog's Day. Yeah, and they like had a nice, refreshing take on it. It was really yeah. Good. I I think they I think they did a really good job with with it, like taking it to its logical extreme in a like a really effective way. Yeah, let's check that out. And then last but not least, is there anything you want to plug right now? Anything you want to promote? Uh, I have a podcast now called the Comedy and Mushroom Podcast. I didn't know you had a podcast, so this is it's a cult. Is, it's, it's a, really cult? a cult. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Already at cult status. How many people Already. are in your cult? One. Uh... <laughs> cult of one. <laughs> it's me, Ray, and then me and this guy, Ray Roberts, host it. And then there's a, one guy in the cult so far. Okay. Yeah. It's a slow burn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Where, where can people find it? It's on Spotify and everywhere, I think. It's on Anchor, I think, too, or Patreon or something. So it's it's everywhere sweet yeah it's on the internet i'm gonna have to check that out i gotta go to the the old internet and check that out uh well yeah thank you so much joe for being with me here today yeah thanks for having me this was a lot of fun sorry i'm like hopefully i'm like have enough energy no this i if you hadn't said anything like i wouldn't have noticed anything i didn't notice anything it was it felt yeah felt totally normal this is like more active than you usually are so that's i think i was like overcompensating (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, it it worked. Uh, So yeah, thanks so much for being here. And thanks to everybody listening. See you next time.